0: Hello and welcome back to Rupture Radio, a weekly podcast looking at news, politics and culture from a socialist perspective. We, we've had a busy week this week with a special bonus explainer Q&A on what is zero COVID with, with Paul Murphy TD. So if you missed that, make sure to give it a listen and let us know what you think of the new format and if there's other explainers you'd like to do. But but now I'm joined um, by a, a star-studded panel. Um, we have uh, Megan. Hi. Owen. How are you? <laughs> oh, that's the wrong Owen. <laughs> We're also joined by special guest Owen O'Canavan uh, uh, from PVP. If you want, who just introduced himself there and can introduce himself again. How is. <laughs> and what won't be confusing at all. We have the original rupture regular uh, Owen Burns here with us as well. What's the crack? <laughs> Already off to a good start. Yeah, smooth,
1: impeccable.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to change your name. <laughs> Uh, uh, this podcast this is the one Owens club I'm afraid uh, so we're joined as was said there by uh, uh, Ono Canavan from People Before Profit um, and who's just launched his new album uh, oh crap Sullis Solest- on An- Lay
2: that's it Solis on An- Lay uh, oh that's it. got it in one uh,
0: um, together with uh, Ulton O'Brien so we're going to talk a bit about music and uh, uh, the musician and mixing music and politics and all that a bit later as well but, but first of all um, is anybody else like wishing that 2021 was over already? (laughs) Like, is anybody else finding this the most fucking depressing year uh, um, on, on record?
1: I'm sort of like, I'm in this strange zone where I'm like, yes, on the one hand, I'm like, is it not like December again yet? Like this has already gone on for a month, but I'm also still living in... Like, the very beginning of the year. Like, we still haven't taken our Christmas tree down. We feel like we've only been living for, like, a week because we're like, look, time is meaningless. We like having lights in the corner of our room. We don't, like, we're both just at home all of the time. So I'm in this nether zone where I'm like, honestly, what is even the Gregorian calendar? What is a year?
0: I, I've, uh, I have take it since the start of this year i'm trying to keep that christmas vibe going as well i've watched every single harry potter film uh, i've re- i've done the audiobooks of book of harry potter book 1 2 and 3 and i'm halfway through book 4 like you know just trying to like return to the comfort of 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 of, uh, of youth you know
2: it's, yeah you're saying very joyful there is it? but i also extremely panicked i think that's the kind of general vibe everybody has is kind of gone around with like everything is terrible but uh, oh yeah but I watched another Harry Potter um I don't know <laughs> I, I, actually my January was not great but I think February is starting to pick up a bit it's just kind of even just getting a bit more light and that kind of thing and uh yeah but just afraid we're gonna end up back in lockdown again and but obviously you know after getting out of this lockdown um in April or whatever I, I think they're doing their best to avoid zero COVID as much as possible and everything so we, when we see that's the main frustration I think for me.
3: I mean, yeah, like there was, I've been seeing all these advertisements from the Scottish government being like, oh, we're, we're the end is in sight, you know, we've got all these vaccination programs uh, here, we, you know, things are going to get better and we're going to be able to do the things that we love. And you're all, you're just kind of sitting there being like, will we, will we really, <laughs> you know, we've got, the South, <laughs> we've got the South African strain, the Brazilian strain, and then you're starting, uh, there was a report in ITV News today saying that um, the Oxford um vaccine isn't, Effective against these two new strains, I think specifically the South African one. So, like, it's really like nebulous i would say i think nebulous is the best way of explaining it but like it feels really nebulous and like we're never going to get out of it but like i try to be hopeful uh like i've said on the podcast before that you know i try to look at like n- nine bits of bad COVID news then one bit of good COVID news at the same time and yeah that's kind of like one coping mechanism i've got with it
0: i just found like i've struggled with mental health in the past myself and like i've just found this like, January in particular is always a bit of a shit month, but at least, like, normally you can plan ahead. You're saying, oh, I can't wait till whatever I'm going to do in the summer. And, like, it just there's just no ability to plan ahead. I have no faith that, like, they'll have gotten on top of this by the summer. Like, you know, because, like, at least with the first lockdown and all, you sort of felt like it was purposeful. You felt like, oh, if we just do this, we'll crush this curve. We'll, you know, we'll get out. There's light at the end of the tunnel. But now it just feels like... Because, as Owen said, they don't have a zero-Covid strategy. They just have this doom loop of lockdown, reopen, lockdown, reopen. It just feels, like, a bit depressing, like, you know? Um, and, like, all the Harry Potter movies in the world can't, uh, can't, make me, can't bring me back to life.
1: <laughs> I actually have – mine wasn't Harry Potter, but I had a similar strategy because I – my, like, my crap lockdown was the second one. That was the one where I was, like, okay, I am, like, actually depressed and, like, need to look after myself quite a lot. And my response to that was my movie marathon was alfred hitchcock because they are like pulpy and enjoyable enough that you could just watch them but then you also feel like a film buff for watching them so you can (laughs) feel like you're sort of accumulating some sort of like you're spending your time reasonably
0: which are you 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 put on your monocle to watch your films do you
1: yeah exactly or i'll just be like oh it's like well it's like on a classic list so you feel (laughs) like it's some sort of accomplishment but it's true that like i think like everyone I'm speaking to is having a shit lockdown this time because yeah it's like are we really still here there's all these memes going around of like it is literally March in days and like I still haven't gotten over last March (laughs) and it's very much like what I'm hearing from people is they're just like no matter how much they've tried you know the first one was all about like Developing a new skill, and then the second one was all about like getting through this so we can have a nice Christmas. And now it's like, what is the point of this one? Every day feels very much the same, every week, every month feels very much the same. And yeah, I think it just feels a bit pointless for people. And also the fact that, yeah, it's January, January is always shit. It's dark and horrible outside, and my I feel like this is the year for me to advocate something I have always very firmly believed, which is, why is it that we stop selling mince pies literally after Christmas? Like, they are suddenly gone. Because they're not and nice. And I, for one... Ha- hang on, no, shut <laughs> up. We're gonna, that's a whole nother episode. Um, I think
3: Kean's just given his most controversial opinion ever.
1: I know, I can't. I'm not going to look at this, no. But, like... But the fact that, like, okay, so whatever your Christmas comfort food of choice is, it's then, like, in a second gone. Like, if you don't go and buy it half price on Stevens's Day, they are gone. And I'm like, I need them in January. Like, before Christmas, I have the anticipation of Christmas to look forward to. I need something delicious to, like, carry me through January. I bought six boxes of mince pies on Stevens's Day, hoping it would tide me over. And they did not last long enough. And I feel like we need something like that just to brighten it up until like the fucking solstice comes around and we can get some sunlight into us again I think
2: my my local centre was selling mince pies up until well into late January so maybe you just weren't looking at the right oh my right god place, oh, but, where do you live uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, were, you could get them for like two quid I think for two boxes of them as well this episode but, <laughs> is not sponsored <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but I think I think the other thing about I think as Megan was saying about you know lockdown one everyone was saying you, you know you pick up and you terrible thing that was as well like this kind of pressure to kind of like you should if you don't come out of this lockdown without new with with a new language then you've failed and all this stuff and then like you know get to christmas the second one but i I think the worst thing about the the third one is like the government just repeatedly telling us that no like this is not going to be the last lockdown you know and just trying to dodge and dodge on the question of zero And it's just like and every everybody is looking at them and kind of saying like you know cop the back on and uh, you know they're just looking at it at all and telling us nah no nah. we're like we couldn't possibly do that we you know all right, you, um,
0: you, can, you can curse oh, and it's grand <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. i'll curse away now for the next next hour but um what you were saying about coming into uh, the first
3: lockdown about learning a new skill like i had so many friends who picked about four or five skills up you know like me personally i started brewing alcohol learning a new language picked up concertina and, and so Oh, and what are you brewing at home? Like, what's involved in that? And are you, are you genuinely
0: suggesting that alcohol is the solution to our lockdown <laughs> depression? <laughs> no,
3: not all of life's problems. No, not in a million years. Like, it is just one of those things where you picked up, like, a random hobby, and I just decided that brewing was going to be mine. So I know I have four bottles of really badly made mead sitting in my kitchen just sitting there fermenting hopefully not exploding at any point because that's a possibility but yeah i know but like going back on what owen was saying you know it's kind of like there's still all these kind of like Weights on you to try and do things try and work try and develop yourself but you're still you're so restricted on everything you can do interacting with different people you know learning uh learning skills through like kind of a proper medium where you're, you're facing on to someone so like, like again we've just lost all purpose for these lockdowns so it's like it's a constant going to be mental health crisis after mental health crisis after mental health crisis
0: and like th- this is going to do long-term damage um, I, I, obviously, I'm not saying I know that's used by the far right to say, and therefore we should just open everything up and let everybody sick and old die. I'm not saying that, <laughs> obviously, um, but this is going to definitely uh, uh, cause damage. And the problem, like I think, we're seeing really shown the weakness of mental health services in Ireland like you know like I go to counselling but like that costs 60 quid a week you know what I mean Uh, um, there's no state funded mental health services really uh, um, uh, unless you just go to A&E if you're suicidal or whatever but there's no like uh, uh, freely available psychotherapy or counselling services uh, um, and that's just insane to me uh, um, if you pardon the (laughs) pun yeah that was
1: an interesting choice of words um yeah i i actually noticed because the um i do online counseling and to be fair i am unemployed for the third time in 12 months so for me it only costs 20 quid which is like a good thing that this particular company do year-round anyway despite covid but what they did get during the first lockdown which was excellent was a grant from the government that meant that if you had lost your job due to COVID or were just like suffering from they had like a list of various issues that could be caused by isolating you got free counselling you got a free thing every week and there was no restrictions on it in terms of like the normal discounted rate is restricted by you have to do it between nine to five because you're not working blah 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 And it was very easy to get open to loads of people. A lot of people who wouldn't have been able to do it were able to do it all of a sudden. But now their grant has run out. And we are still in lockdown and they don't have another. And I think it's like you can get like 12 sessions in a year if you've not been on them before. But anyone who was struggling with their mental health with this particular company benefited a lot from it last year being free now can't get access to that and some of them can afford it some of them can't like and they're still there and like okay i'm sure a lot of people were like wow okay you know going to counseling has really helped me deal with this i think i'll be okay on my own but i'm sure a lot of people are not okay on
0: their own but like there's no reason why that shouldn't be the case all year round covid no covid why like mental health services shouldn't be part of like an nhs you know an irish nhs that would provide like free mental health services to people like when i was in university in ul they had quite a good mental health services there where on the one site you'd go in and they had access to counselors if it was just like uh, uh, dealing with short-term stress but they also in the same place had psychologists psychotherapists um and like they had a, a range of different things that they could provide and it was all free and like that's what we should have in every school in every community it's those sort of like mental health services uh, and supports not just obviously particularly now and after when we're dealing with the outcomes of all of this uh, um but all, all the time really uh, um, but it's just a sign of how mental health is treated in this country i think
2: we also just need a lot more of simon harris telling us to look after ourselves and be kind and different I, um, tweets like just go for a that's,
3: walk it'll cure it all
2: you'll just put out a tweet of like an emoji of a person and then a heart breaking beside of it <laughs> must be the most like infuriating like that's been the worst thing for my mental health i have to say. well i know it's not really but i mean it definitely compounds it when you're having a absolutely shy time of it. and then you see simon harris uh tweeting out like oh this has been hard on all of us like and you're like well, who's the fuck is us like you know um and uh you know um
0: pull yourself up by your bootstraps Owen y- and just yourself, like,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know like what a what a terrible person yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I
1: didn't think that was where it was going but yeah fair that's as good as <laughs> any but yeah it's true because it's like I find that like you know I've been sort of like I've been helping friends through like lockdown, just it being really difficult for them in terms of anxiety, energy, uh, motivation, depression, but also people who are like actively grieving people who have lost family members and friends due to COVID or other people who are petrified of it. They've also been sort of coaching me. And it's like, it's really pathetic because it's not as if you can be like, you should look into this really great service. It's really good. It's like, ooh, I like have this app that really helped me out or like you know i don't normally do valentine's day i'm gonna do that this year it's something to look forward to or like like a thing that i've found really helps me personally for my mental health um which someone recommended to me a while ago is like i have my first coffee in the morning just like with myself and i catch up with myself i'm like how are you doing and i talk to myself in the second person i'm just like ah you are great though i do love you like and genuinely i'm not not sure
0: if that is a I saw it, a good thing for your mental health <laughs> 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 or like it's bringing images of like Gollum in Lord of the Rings to <laughs> me
1: <laughs> but like a sort of like self-care Gollum where he's just like ah look at you you're doing
0: great <laughs> um, and it's My like precious. it's <laughs> We are it's all our own precious, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's genuinely really helpful. But I'm also like, it's so pathetic that this is the best I can offer people to be like, yeah, there are there is no professional service you can avail of. So like, I hope this works for you. Like,
3: yeah, well, it kind of goes back to that whole thing about uh, how like the whole thing about mental health services for the past while has always been oh just talk to someone you know especially around like uh, International Men's Day the whole thing is oh talk to someone and it's just like we have massive trauma for many different uh, you know things that have happened over the past like 20 years you know in the north especially like we've got a lot of generational trauma because of the troubles and the outcome of that and the outcome the outcome the government always says it's just oh talk to someone that's all you need to do go to a family member and it's just but they're not qualified to deal with these issues so like when are you actually going to provide help for people to get you know yeah. trauma care uh, what, uh, what do you do with that other someone is also fucking like struggling to get by like you know what I mean? exactly
0: yeah <laughs> i can't take on like you know, you can, people can't shoulder everybody else's psychological problems th- themselves either you know yeah
3: it's like this ca- it's like this caring in the community but the community isn't built to deal with it in a way
0: so it's good like i'm not i'm saying do talk to somebody do yeah, do self-care Like you know, i I go for a walk every morning before work and stuff like I, I I'm, I'm very much pro that but like the state also needs to be providing mental health services. Yeah, and with COVID, I think a light at the end of the tunnel about like how like making all of this suffering that we're going through purposeful—that this is actually getting us to a zero COVID situation. You know. But what do like? Owen, you obviously launched your album there recently. Um, how like is music an important? Is that like helping you cope with it all, or what are you, is that a
2: is that the, is that the secret? I, I guess it's been strange. Like, I mean, I, I, in in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, music has been great for, for me in, in terms of like you know, my my housemate's a musician as well. Um and like we've kind of been playing around you know just doing diff- different things and that kind of thing uh, working on little bits projects and that sort of thing doing a few live streams but like um, live streams
0: in your bathrobe uh, i saw
2: that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well um yeah in a certain sense you can it's there's a kind of space to work on new stuff uh, but also there's you know you don't know when you're going to be out and able to actually like so I, I was planning on recording an album another album like because um, the the of the Night was recorded actually in twenty nineteen, and was its whole release was delayed by about like six or nine months or whatever. So it's actually a while since we recorded that. So anyway, I had plans to do a, another album like in you know February or whatever, but that's you know that can't happen now for a while. Um, so yeah, everything because you know, and then you're looking at you know when would you actually get to do gigs and tour and that kind of. Thing. And I think actually the the, um, like, in general, like the, for during the whole pandemic. Um, the art live events in particular have been um, something like the first thing to basically be discarded like um, because they can keep the rest of the you know they're happy to kind of keep the rest of the economy going for you know they can get another month or two out of of the economy before uh, the numbers get too high and we're about to overwhelm hospitals again and then they can get the numbers back down but not low enough that we can actually you know have gigs or festivals or whatever Um, just low enough for you know I don't know, you know, um, low enough that we're not on complete, you know, overwhelm or whatever in terms of of hospitals. So I think that's been very
0: low low enough so we can open up the pubs and the shops so that we can start making money again, you know?
2: Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. I think a lot of that is is there. I I think there's, you know, um, and there's a kind of, um, you can really see the, 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 the kind of just juxtaposition of like the you know the, the government and the state's attitude to um, art and you know artists and so on compared to ordinary people uh, you know because I think a lot of people have really relied on art and on music and on poetry and all this kind of stuff to get through it, um, but um, you know the whole living with COVID strategy has been about you know none of these things really has been you know throw all that in the scrap heap and and just get out and and work and actually you know go back to the mental health thing you know. Um, the 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 worry for new uh, for for your, for young people's mental health, which will be you know, uh, fixed by sending them out into low-paid re- retail jobs, you know, um, it's is is you know the other thing. So, yeah, I mean it's, um, I again, I mean, geez, I'm, I'm not kind of saying it's been any worse for for musicians or artists than, than anybody else. You know, it's uh, I think, but but just over overall, I think the just the, the kind of attitude to uh, something that's kind of quite fundamental to human beings like that kind of creativity Um, but I mean it's always been like that as well it's just kind of again like everything else uh, that's exacerbated by COVID it's you know it's made, made it made worse you know
3: yeah because i remember at the start of the lockdown you had uh, i think it was Lancome, kneecap and the mary wallabers were putting out like uh, patreons and kind of like new way, trying to find new ways of getting income because basically uh, their entire mo- modus of getting all that income that they needed to survive as musicians were just thrown out the way you know um and another thing, like I, I don't know if you felt this, at, Owen, but like streaming has become a bigger thing now because people are inside all the time. They they need something to kind of keep themselves concentrated, so they rely on streaming. But like the problem about things like Spotify and Apple Music is, is that it takes away the income that a lot of musicians can get. And so, like, how how do you actually feel? feel does that is that been the case where you've been over relying on sh- streaming and had to find new ways of getting income or? Yeah,
2: would never really relied on st- like as in in the first place because the, the you know but I mean it shouldn't be like that it's, you know like you know something like, I can't remember the, um, the percentages and uh, something staggering like eighty percent of the money is in the in the music industry comes from streaming and like you, the like something like less like less than a percent of it of that actually goes to the art- artists like it's you know absolutely incredible like so yeah like, people might people would have like musicians would have kind of primarily had an income from from gigging really and all the gigging is going so i mean it's been good like obviously kind of people general public kind of have been great in terms of like they know that artists are struggling so they'll go they're probably more likely to go and buy stuff off them now i think if they like an artist
1: yeah and it's funny as well because it's like it has been such a thing for years and years this thing of like basically you, you don't make money off of albums really And like, it used to be such a big thing where like, you know, like touring, even for big artists, I mean, and I mean, big artists are fine. Like, you know, when it's like, oh, boo-hoo, you didn't make 36 grand in one night. That's different than if you're like an independent artist. But it is also the case that big artists don't make their money off of albums, which I find insane. Like, you know, Prince comes out with free albums. Well, did Radiohead come out with free albums because the idea is yeah you used to tour to promote an album and now you basically bring out an album to promote a tour or yeah if you're independent and smaller to do gigs and things like that and I think like yeah people haven't realized this and that is something that hopefully will remain good about Covid is that will occur to people a bit more that that's a little bit fucked up and that they'll like buy merchandise and things like that or you know like i think it was like tpm were making stout cupcakes there for a while i'd happily buy stout cupcakes to keep them going i
0: thought t- i thought tpm don't want your money <laughs> <laughs> they
1: want they want a little bit of mo- no i they think it's that they
0: don't they don't have it they do want it oh they don't have <laughs> yeah. your money sorry that's right that's right sorry i got the, but the whole
2: merch thing as well i mean i mean that's true uh it, it's like they uh, now a lot of artists but, but you know they Bring out t-shirts. They do cupcakes. To do you know whatever like all sorts of different kinds of. Marriage. In a way, that's kind of cool, but at the same time, it's also you know it's a whole thing of like you know, if if you're up for doing that and if you have somebody to kind of manage it for you and whatever, like great, but like, you know you have to think of all these new ways of like um, making money that really kind of actually kind of, more loosely kind of actually related to your art or whatever <laughs> that you're not. Um, uh, you know, to that you have to do to to survive or whatever, or to, to to be able to, you know. I mean, one of the kind of, like, the interesting
3: aspects that Megan brought up there was the fact that there's a I and you yourself, Owen, brought up that a lot of fans of artists are starting, like, recognising the work that their artists are doing, and, you know, they're not kind of viewing them as being these machines that pump out album after album after album. But, like, I don't think that has actually went up on the state level as well. Like, we constantly see cutting for art's, over and over and over again. Um, there's a great company in Belfast, it's a charity called uh, Post Pieces that do a lot of things about mental health and art, kind of just tying everything together a bit here. But, um, you know, like, they started because the guy who founded it realised that arts were getting constantly cut. He's a uh, an actor himself, and they were getting constantly cut, and there just wasn't these mental health um, sort of, like, what do you call it? what's the, what's the word for support <laughs> Yeah, supports are sort of like these these places where people can get, get their like mental health frustration out and you
2: podcasts know, so- podcasts that's what people get the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, podcasts that's it there's a survey then there MEAI uh, brought out there um, actually a lot of the like even a lot of now the grants that the government have been uh, given recently a lot of them don't go to, a lot of artists or musicians i well, basically talk about live performers here basically or, or people involved in the events industry they can't get the grants because they uh, I think some of the stuff is tied to whether you have a premises or not and it was here if you know most people don't have their own you so know so they they're, they're favouring land, landlords effectively yeah like the, it's mad like i mean the the um it is like 41% of uh the workers in that in the industry have like had 100% income loss you know um a, loads like the, i think there's like 22 percent feel they have to sell their equipment you know there's like 45 percent struggling to pay bills and stuff like that like and then even on the the whole like we're talking about the the streaming and the you know the grants i mean the one of the most kind of staggering things i found you know people probably forget about it but it was at at the beginning of the of, of all of this back back in you know march or april um um you see from Madigan, um, as the Minister for Culture, brought in at the time, she, um, they brought in this Ireland Performs thing, which was a, a partnership with Facebook. And uh, it was meant like 100 artists would get would get uh, funding to stream a concert on Facebook. And uh, obviously then the copyright and all the rights to it would then be owned by Facebook. And uh, one of the criteria for... Um, Uh, getting one of the grants was uh, social media media engagement so like it was it's just like so like blatantly you know corporate and uh, you know about just you know Obviously, big enough, Facebook and all that kind of thing. They they would do very well for out of it for like not that much money for you know when it's spread across the hundred artists or whatever. So I think that you know really kind of shows the attitude of all of the governments of the state to, to art and artists it's like you know, it's really they kind of use art and culture to mask the realities of the, of the society we're in and, and you know, like it's you know they 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 use it for kind of photo ops and to, tourist marketing and that kind of thing. But actually, like whereas you know ordinary people are. Kind of need art and culture to get over their own kind of alienation and other kind of you know that that kind of thing. Can I
0: ask, like, maybe f- maybe feel free to say that like you don't know, but uh, like what what's the alternative? Like, what's the what's the socialist Spotify? What what's the Bandcamp Fridays? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bandcamp Fridays. But like if, if you if, if,
0: <laughs> when, when we stormed the doll and we insto- instilled Owen as minister for culture or whatever, uh, um, what 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 what's the
2: what's the policy? what's the change i mean in terms of an overall i I don't know about an overall policy but i think just generally this is why we should have (laughs) this is why we should have kept this before uh, (laughs) do
1: you not have the declaration well i
2: i I guess I, i don't want to start from you know program i suppose but more from like in general like what capitalism does uh, to people and I, I think this is the i this relates to like the whole discussion about mental health really is, is you know how alienated people are under under capitalism and i think fundamentally the reason for that is because um, our capitalism just kind of sucks the creativity out of people completely and it beats them down to where they you know you don't have the energy or the headspace or anything to even think about you know making music or poetry or whatever it is and um, and then it also kind of creates these false divisions like one of my pet hates is like that word creative people talking about oh we're all creatives here and all this kind of thing. Like, fuck off like I mean it, everybody has the capacity to you know to, to be creative it's just like some people are uh, there's that great uh, quote from I uh, think Stephen Jay Gould he's like I'm less interested in the size and contortions of Albert Einstein's brain than the you know the near certainty that people of equal talent have lived and died in, in, in rice fields and, and that kind of thing. so like I think um You know, a a society that wasn't under capitalism would mean that, you know, people would have control over their own time and their own labor and their own, you know, and and actually work would be, you know, something they would do like off their own bat. And you'd have all this kind of space to explore your your own humanity and your own creativity, Um, you know, so, I mean, put that in a policy. it's (laughs) (laughs) It's more good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like I mean, uh I read an article by a guy called E. P. Thompson, which was called Work uh Time, Work Discipline and Industrial Capitalism. And he basically argues something along the same lines where we're not supposed to work in six hour blocks of a day. We're supposed to be working like like people were designed to basically work intensively for one time of the year, i.e., bring in a harvest, and then like for the rest of the time of the year they were doing small stuff around the house. Um, collecting firework, you know, sewing clothes and stuff like that, but, you know, they weren't designed to work six hours a block, so what actually has happened is creativity, as Owen has said, has actually reduced because of that, because people don't have the time, and if you ever, um, I don't know how Owen feels about this, because there is some really good working class musicians, but the ones that make it really big, you know, your Bonos, your Hosiers, your your Shish- Shish- Ronins, they typically come from a class background, which is, no, by the way, before I say this, they're all great, you know,
2: No, Bono, take no. that back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah,
3: yeah you except just, for Bono. I
2: can't just list all that out. I didn't say, oh, they're, all, they're all great. It's like, except for like Bono. Simon we're all struggling. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they're, they're good at what they do, but ultimately, you know, like, they came from a background which, like, had the conditions for, you know, the fact that they could
2: become creative. Would you agree with that? Yeah, like I, I definitely agree with that. I think I think people, uh, you, you obviously need uh, to the time and the kind of um, you need a certain amount of stability to be able to engage in, in, in art. And I, I think obviously there are people, there are people from working class um, backgrounds who do this, but like I think it's a, probably a lot harder. And you know, um, uh, I guess you know. Well, I I don't really know actually. To be now that I'm kind of thinking about it, because I I think there's there's I guess it depends there's different kinds of art as well. I mean, you know, the and there's I guess there's kind of a class um, basis to the kind of art that people engage in, and you know uh, the kind of, I you know it's while you while you get people from all of different classes in in the different kinds of of art or whatever. it's you know say take classical music or whatever you wouldn't get as many kind of working class classical musicians uh because of the kind of amount of time and um you know the lessons and all the rest of it um but then you do have you know brilliant um you know hip-hop artists and people coming out with their own kind of like um uh what you might i I suppose you know it's like kind of more kind of a working class culture or whatever um so that, that that's definitely there as well um, but I think I think the the thing though is like you know we can say right there's all this and there has been in Ireland like this kind of massive of like you know and, and even in folk music as well like uh, you know there's been a massive upsurge and like all these different uh, bands kind of coming to the fore um, and you know even beyond the kind of really well known people there's um, you know there's another whole layer of really really good people coming through but I guess that you know it would be it. It could be so much more than that, I guess. If you know, um, if it was let to let to really breathe properly, you know.
0: We might move on. Uh, uh, I think I, I I had prepared a a little game to wrap us up at the end to try to lighten the the load. If that's if that's all right, or yeah. So I thought because I because I knew we wanted to talk about mental health and that sort of stuff. I thought that'd be a bit yeah, and also because it's a dark year. So I thought it was a bit of a funny game. So I, I I prepared a game called that I've called Thumbs Up. With Stephen Donnelly, uh, um, so it's, it's a series of quotes, and I need, I need you get, to, you need to decide whether this is an actual Stephen Donnelly quote, uh, in which case you say thumbs up, or it's not an actual Stephen Donnelly quote, in which case you say thumbs down. So uh, um, you got the concept. So the first one is: Did Stephen Donnelly describe Richard Boyd Barrett in *The Doll* as un fucking believable?
2: That thumbs down because it's not Richard Boyd Barrett. Oh. Who was it? I think that that was in the, the smackdown from Con- uh, Catherine <laughs> Connolly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that's a yeah. You question, catch us, though,
1: because, <laughs> like, yeah. that's
2: not the <laughs> so was So uh, You saw that thing
0: where um, he, he started pointing at Catherine Connolly, saying, let me speak, even though he was over his time, like, I you know, she was demanding, yeah, but yeah, so it wasn't. It wasn't Richard by Barrett, it was Catherine Connolly. So the points for that round go to Owen. Uh, um, he thought Jeremy Corbyn was an example of of what politics should be, and told him, You are partly responsible for me being here today.
3: I'm going to say thumbs down on that
2: one.
1: Yeah, I think thumbs down.
2: <laughs> it's a weird. Okay. I mean, maybe it's from a social democrat. No, because he wouldn't have. No, so thumbs, thumbs down. down. Thumbs okay, down I think. Well, you're right. He said it about Boris Johnson.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, uh, he, he did consultancy work Back in his uh, Management consulting days He did consultancy work <laughs> Fucking hell
2: <laughs> Does anyone Does anyone get a real Like a Particularly the Well there's been a few interviews Really But I think the The trampoline one in particular um, Just real strong Dwight Schrute vibes uh, often. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Don't ruin Dwight for
2: <laughs> me I, No I can see it. It's incredible like.
0: Okay okay well Thumbs up or thumbs down He said Playing sports is an inherently risky thing to do. My friend got a really bad paper cut one time and had to go to the hospital. Our children playing on trampolines is an inherently risky thing for them to be doing.
2: What, what the, the paper cut thing, is that part of it? Yeah, that's a thumbs up.
1: Yeah, I was gonna be like it. Like I feel like part A and part C, yes, but part oh, B with the paper yeah, cut is
2: yeah, wild. It's oh, you got. I got to make these more difficult. You, you do. I mean, <laughs> you you've got you got three like massive Stephen Donnelly fans here. Like, I mean,
1: I've never been cold. Before.
0: <laughs> this one, this one, because this is not so big. So, at least we now have a better idea of the questions.
2: I'm going thumbs down. I'm going thumbs down on that one. At least we have a better idea of the question. At least we now have a better idea of the question. I'd love to know the context of this, but I mean
1: I mean everyone has said that at some point in their life, probably. It's so vague.
3: Yeah, it's uh, we need context for that. I just say thumbs up because it just sounds like something you say. i take take against one here, I'm going thumbs down.
0: Okay, well the points that one go to O and B. Uh, um, that is not a thing ah, fuck. Uh, that is not shit. a thing that he actually said. That's from a, a th- good,
1: good Can you prove that he's never said
0: it back? Because <laughs> That is from What's up? That, that is from a Forbes article on how to speak McKinsey, which is like this management consultancy firm that he used to work for. <laughs>
3: Brilliant I love
1: oh it. nice, handy.
3: We got to implement some synergy into <laughs> this, you know.
0: Synergistic solutions.
3: <laughs> and finally, finally then,
0: uh, uh Fianna Fáil, uh, did, he just, did he say that Fianna Fáil are the party of jobs for the boys, bonuses for the boys, lack of accountability and two
3: fingers to the doll? Yes. Thumbs yeah, up. I'm going to say that's in a Social Democrat dice.
1: No, I think I'll be controversial and sit because basically if the answer is no, I can tie with you guys and otherwise I will lose.
2: He wrote that in an article. Uh, I'm afraid can I can... lose <laughs> And
0: Owen has the precise context <laughs> of
2: it as well, so tell us <laughs> that. Uh, he wrote it. I think he wrote it in an uh, in an article in the was it in the Irish Independent. Um, I think even before his Social Democrat days, uh, and uh, he was pulled up on it by Vincent Brown uh, in that uh, glorious. I uh, you just. Uh, I mean, sorry. We should, how do we go through a whole mental health section without? Saying, you know, like, you know, all this kind of self-care. Self-care is looking at Vincent Brown just ripping John- Stephen Donnelly to shreds um, uh, from a few years ago. Like, now oh, like, they no, we're, we're joined by Stephen Donnelly. For, for the first time, he <laughs> took the careerist, uh, <laughs> opportunist move to <laughs> join <Vietnam Warland. laughs> Um That That is my favourite thing. And also the, the time that Stephen Donnelly, um, well, let's just... Put this here. The question for you is: um, Who does Stephen Donnelly think is to blame for the spread of COVID nineteen?
1: The virus. It's- <laughs> oh
0: yeah, that thing. Like oh well, if it happens,
2: it's the- like yeah, yeah. if there's more, more more deaths after you open up and basically ignore us. You know, um, you know who is the government to blame? And he just "So the virus <laughs> is to blame."
4: <laughs> oh, it's like the opposite
0: man. of like.
2: Do, guns don't kill people.
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> 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 he, he is that meme of you know that meme of like the, when you sh- the guy shoots somebody on the couch and then like why would the virus do this? <laughs> 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 Eric, Eric
3: Andre. Yeah, yeah.
1: But so who? I think Owen O'Kane went. I think they.
0: as the guest as the guest on the podcast, <laughs> he is Lord. Yeah, and We'll hand it to him? Uh, we sheet. have a, an autograph photo of Stephen Donnelly on its way to you now it's, it's, it's just autographed we may have
1: autographed it ourselves <laughs> <laughs> this is <a> thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I think we should leave, leave it there for now anyway as they say it's bit channel or Bill O'Hurley and again leave it there folks uh, uh, um, uh, thanks to everybody thanks again Owen for joining us and I hope you'll come back on again uh, uh, in the future and
2: thanks, thanks everybody
0: for for, for for listening in and especially thanks to our supporters on Patreon for making this podcast possible um, if you haven't i would plug it again to check out the the special Q&A explainer we did during the week with Paul um, on what is zero COVID and we are looking for feedback that is a, a new segment we're thinking of doing more often so if you like it if you have ideas for other explainers we should do um, if you have feedback on how we can improve them, please let us know uh, on Twitter or by email and if you have other ideas for people we should interview uh, and, and guests we should bring on let us know as well we have more important interviews and special podcasts coming up in the month of February to keep you sane in these uh, difficult times thanks again for all of that
3: bye bye <laughs> you should play
0: the clip of uh, Stephen Donnelly your yeah! editor play oh, the what clip a of Stephen Donnelly being sh- uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <after> this, <laughs> this
4: is the first time Stephen Donnelly Donnelly has been on the program with me as presenter uh, since he made the statesman-like careers move from uh, the Social Democrats to Fianna Fáil. Um, Do you feel embarrassed by what you've done? No. Why? (coughs) Obviously not, Why? why why would I feel embarrassed? Because it's so career, so opportunist. You you excoriated Fianna Fáil in your columns in the Sunday Independent on several occasions in the last several years. You more more or less accused them of being the origin and font of all corruption. Um, You joined the Social Democrats because they were the people that you thought were most congruent with what you believed. You left them, and it (laughs) looks utterly courierous and utterly shameless. Well, it's obviously not opportunist. I mean, there were a lot of people. Oh, really? That is how that's obvious. Well, politicians are And your head's fucked You stick your trousers on And your last bit of makeup. Your last coat button falls away Floating through life Another day One shoe bigger than the other people in the bus shouting at one another Can of two, boy, I'm a mess Go get that bird in the leary yellow dress I'm wasting I'm
0: wasting away I'm wasting I'm wasting away